Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Psalm chapter 39. This is a psalm written by David for Jeduthun. Jeduthun was one of the three choir leaders of Israel that David had established to lead temple worship. So this is a song to be sung in the assemblies of Israel. This is an interesting psalm. When you look at it, you'll think this is a strange song that you would sing together with another group of people. You're going to notice a certain structure to this psalm. First of all, in the first three verses, you're going to notice an agony, an agony of silence and waiting. And then verses four through six will be a discussion on the frailty of human life. And then verses 7 through 11, an acknowledgement of personal sin. And then verses 12 through 13, a plea for deliverance. So consider singing this as a group of people. It's going to seem kind of odd to us as modern people that you would sing a song about the frailty of human life. But there is some wisdom here in this psalm. So let's go through this. Let's read it to begin with. And we're going to see some personal application for us. And how does this psalm apply to Christians living today? Uh, in the 21st century. So let's read through. This is the English Standard Version. I said I will guard my ways, that I may not sin with my tongue. I will guard my mouth with a muzzle, so long as as the wicked are in my presence. I was mute and silent. I held my peace to no avail, and my distress grew worse. My heart became hot within me. As I mused, the fire burned. Then I spoke with my tongue. O Lord, make me to know my end. And what is the measure of my days? Let me know how fleeting I am. Behold, you have made my days a few handbreadths, and my lifetime is nothing before you. Surely all mankind stands as a mere breath. Surely a man goes about as a shadow. Surely for nothing they are in turmoil. Man heaps up wealth and does not know who will gather. And now, O Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Deliver me from all my transgressions. Do not make me the scorn of the fool. I am mute, I do not open my mouth, for it is you who have done it. Remorse you stroke from me. I am spent by the hostility of your hand. When you discipline a man with rebuke for sin, you consume him like a moth. What is dear to him? Surely all mankind is mere breath. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and give ear to my cry. Hold not your peace at my tears, for I am a sojourner with you, a guest like all my fathers. Look away from me, that I may smile again. Before I depart, I am no more. So this is not the most encouraging psalm uh, that you've read, but in the beginning, in verses 1 through 3, you'll notice that he's going to be silent. He's mute. He will not talk. Even in the presence of evil, he's not going to say a word. And in his silence, his heart is burning. It's boiling over. He wants to say something. Now, I want us to think for a minute the wisdom of sometimes not saying things. You know, something bad befalls you. In this case, David has some personal sin in his life, and he's being disciplined by God because of that personal sin. And instead of lashing out and saying things that he's going to regret, he keeps his mouth closed, and he contemplates his own heart. So I think there's something we can see here in our own life when it comes to sin. I think it's smart at times. When we know we've done something wrong, to be silent for a while, be silent before the Lord and others, and think about our condition and think about what we've done. My parents would say that sometimes when I was a kid. You need to go to your room and think about what you've done. Well, maybe this is uh, something like this for adults. 
that we need to be quiet and contemplate our heart. And a lot of times I like to point out the problems and sins of others. And I need to go back and think, well, where are my blind spots? What am I doing that I need to think about? And be quiet for a minute. And so there's this passion in David that's building up to where his heart is just boiling over. He wants to say something. The silence is killing him. And so he starts to speak. And in verses 4 through 6, we finally hear David talking. Now he's talking to God. And he's saying to God that life is fragile. Now this is a constant theme in what's called wisdom literature in the Bible. Wisdom literature is found in books like the book of Job, the book of Proverbs, and Ecclesiastes. And so David is borrowing from that wellspring of wisdom. And he's saying life is very frail. And he uses this word over and over again, like verse 5, um, especially, and verse 4, actually. Well, actually, verse 5, where he talks about breath. This word breath, if you look at the, the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, around verse 2, you'll see this word meaningless, meaningless. Life is meaningless. It's a word in Hebrew, hevel. Hevel is the word for vapor or smoke or breath. It's the same word that David is using here. And basically life is like this vapor that appears and disappears. James uses this same language in his book. So our life is almost like a mist that appears and it's gone and burned away by the sun. And that's what David is reminding us, that our life is really short, if you consider. If you consider the eternal nature of God in our life, we don't live very long. Just recently, I was talking to my wife about how fast our kids have grown up. And we start to realize our age and how the clock is ticking for us. And it really is unnerving to think about how short life is and how many years you really have left in this existence, in this temporal world that we live in. So life is fragile. So it's good to think of that if you're contemplating your sin and you're thinking, about, I'm going to meet my maker soon, <laughs> sooner uh, than later. It is good to think of these things that I have personal sin in life. I'm not going to live forever. I'm going to meet my creator. And then David does something that we all need to do. We don't stay silent. We don't continue to beat ourselves up, but we admit what we've done wrong. We admit our sin. So David admits he is the sinner. He is the one that has done this, and he is receiving discipline from the Lord because of his sin. So there's this, this acknowledgement of sin. So if we're thinking about it, this is a this is very wise. We contemplate our sin in silence. We think about what we've done. We consider the frailty of human life that this life is very short. We don't have a lot of time left. We're all moving closer to the day of our death. And so acknowledgement of personal sin is really important. And then David, at the end of this psalm, cries out for deliverance. He wants God to deliver him. He feels like an alien or a sojourner in the land. In the land of Israel, they had foreigners that lived there, and they were not fully included in that society. And so David says, I feel like an outsider with you, God. You've, I feel like you've, I don't want to say turn your back on me, but you're, way, you're, you're far away from me right now. Maybe you have felt that way before, your personal sin your prayer life starts to struggle because you're embarrassed to go to God in prayer. You're thinking, Lord, I'm, I'm not going to pray because I've got this sin in my life. I mean, I'm, I, can't, I can't pray today. And you feel further and further from the Lord. And so we see this, this full circle. Now, we as Christians know even more that we have a great high priest in heaven, that his heart's desire is our forgiveness. He delights in pouring grace upon us 
I think of a doctor that goes maybe to a foreign country to practice medicine. And imagine if the people in that foreign country, let's say they're struggling people in a very poor region, they refuse medical care. He, he probably will get upset about them refusing medical care. But when they come to him with all their ailments and sicknesses, he's going to be happy. Well, Jesus is happy when we come to him with our sin and our frailty. He wants us to do that. So instead of our sin driving us away from the Lord, we need to run to the Lord and seek his forgiveness. He is humble and gentle of heart. That's one of his great descriptions in Scripture. He wants us to come to him. He's waiting for us to bear our souls to him. So we can learn more from this psalm. We know more as Christians, but from this psalm, this idea of introspection. Think about your heart. I would say end every day with a time of introspection and examine your life and what you've said that this last day before. And then talk to the Lord about it. Even you could share with the Lord about the frailty of human life, but acknowledge your sin. And then ask the Lord to draw near to you and to forgive you and to cover you in his blood. And you'll sleep a much better sleep, I promise you that. Well, I hope you have a great day. Thank you once again for listening to today's podcast.